The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I have Howard, a Missing Link member, joining us, and I really wanted Howard to share his story with us. I feel that it is so relatable to so many people with MS that I work with. He shares how prior to starting The Missing Link, he was experiencing various forms of exercise through seven different physical therapists, as well as two different online MS programs. And they just weren't working for him. He didn't click with them. He didn't click with the material. And then he found the missing link and now feels like he has a direction and he's moving forward. He's noticing improvements in his standing endurance, walking, and his energy. Howard, thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, thank you for asking me, Dr. Holly. Of course. So before we get into your story and how you've been doing with the Missing Link program, right. I want to ask you a question from my interview deck to help our listeners get to know you beyond MS. Is that okay yeah. with you? That's great. All right. So I'm shuffling over here. Your question is, what is the most important thing to carry with you all the time? Uh, the most important thing to carry with me all the time. I don't. Uh, well, I bring my cell phone wherever I go because if I ever fall, I gotta get a hold of somebody. Um, besides that, I don't know if there's a lot of things I need to carry around because I don't go a lot of places anymore like I used to. I'm kind of tied into the house, but um, I can't think of anything else right off the top of my head that I'd have to carry. But I'll blurt it out so it comes up. And like I said, mostly it's my cell phone. Whenever I go out in the garage or try to go out in my backyard, I gotta make sure my cell phone's with me. And no matter where I go, I've got the wheelchair. So that's kind of important right now too. Yes, that's a great answer. A cell phone has, you know, they've progressed so much over the years. They carry wow. so much value in them. It, it's it's always a loss if you do forget it somewhere. Yeah, oh, I know. It, it's funny because. I was telling a story to uh, a guy across the street from me, who's a big golfer. And I was telling him about my job where I used to have to drive around the country and go to my offices. And I'd always wanted to get away for a while, so I'd go play golf because they can't get a hold of me. And he said, Why can't they call you on your cell phone? And I went, Oh, yeah, this happened in 1980 before cell phones were even, and he was even born then, you know, so I'm talking about that. But uh -huh. kind of thinking, yeah, I, I remember thinking, you know, I never took a cell phone with me. I mean, I didn't have a cell phone, but now you gotta have it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so let's dive in. Before we get into 
too much about how you've been progressing and how you're doing with these exercises. Can you first give us an idea of how your MS has affected you over the last several years? You already mentioned you're in a wheelchair. You know, how else has it impacted your life? Uh, do you want me to give you kind of a rundown of when I first got symptoms and how things have gone? Um, the first time I felt anything was back in 1976. I woke up one morning and my left side of my body was paralyzed. Went to the hospital for two weeks while they did tests. And apparently back then, the way they dealt with MS, because they wouldn't tell the people, which I think was a really a stupid idea. But the symptoms lasted about a year. And then they went away. And then in 1995, I was diagnosed with progressive. And it changed to the where it starts off real slow and then continues to get worse. During the first two to three years, I didn't tell a lot of people because it wasn't necessary. I was working and uh, didn't need a cane yet. But it slowly kept getting worse. Till I bought a cane in 1998, I still remember. And that progressed to buying a walker in 2010. I had to retire from my job because I'm from Minnesota and walking with a cane or a walker in snow is not the easiest thing to do. So I uh, had to retire. And then they continued to get worse where I started falling. Even with the walker, I started taking, and there were some pretty serious falls in there. I could always get up though. And then one morning, at two o'clock in the morning when I got to go use the bathroom, I fell and I couldn't get up. I tried for an hour and uh, then my wife finally called an ambulance and they came out and picked me up and put me in bed, which was great. So I needed, but then I thought the next morning, okay, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to get a wheelchair here. So I started with that and it was so nice to relax and not have to worry about falling. I mean, I knew this in the back of my head was going to happen. I didn't prepare, but not using my legs at all. They just kept getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And finally, I just said, I got to get up out of this wheelchair and start to exercise, see what I can do about exercising. But on my own, I was having a tough time because I didn't know what to do. So that's why your webpage comes in really handy because it's really great for all levels of MS and all the different symptoms. So you've been a lifesaver. Awesome. Glad to hear that. And I liked hearing that you enjoy using your wheelchair because you were able to get around with more ease and not worrying about falling. I think that's such a great mindset to have that it gives you that freedom. I actually had two because I bought the big one from my house. I bought a small portable one, electric, weighs 65 pounds. And when I bought it, I could pick it up and put it in the trunk of the car. But then my balance kept getting worse. And if I have two hands on anything, I'm going to fall. So I haven't been able to use that, which means I can't really go a lot of places in the car. But it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So can you share with us a little bit about what you started doing? So you had this realization that you have to exercise. Have you tried physical therapy in the past or other MS programs? And how did it go for you? Uh, Over the last 15 years, I've personally visited, when I was feeling a little better and still in my walker, seven different physical therapists. Every single therapist I called, I asked if they dealt with MS and oh yeah. And then I get out there. I still remember one guy, now 
I filled out cards. He asked me what's the problem. Big bang. I said, balance. I really need to stand up a little easier. So the first exercise he tells me to do is stand on one foot, take my other foot and put it on my knee, put my hands straight out and close my eyes and see, let's see how long you can do that. I almost walked right back to the counter to get my money back. I said, yeah. I can't stand. What do you think I had this walker for? And if I close my eyes, I'll fall over. I can't close my eyes at all for whatever reason. And so then he puts me in front of somebody else and they want me to ride a bike. And it's like, come on, you know. One lady, nice lady, but she told me to ride a bike for 45 minutes. And then she talked to me about how I was feeling. Just general stuff. And then when I was done, she goes, okay, I set up another appointment. It's like, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, but then after those, I visited two other online people. One guy said he used to be the trainer for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he got MS, but his exercises, everyone was tailored for him. I was in a wheelchair and he's doing all this stuff. And I asked him, I said, if I'm in a wheelchair, how do I do that? He goes, oh, just sit in the chair. I mean, you can't do all this. So anyways, I quit that. Then I started looking at YouTube and seeing you and watching your exercises and you were really covering everything great. So I looked up your site, missing link, and said, okay, I'm going to sign up and see what this lady's about. But then I saw all those, I don't know, what do you have, about 160 exercises, something like that, and they're all toward symptoms. And then you've got all these guest speakers talking about it and I thought, Right. I finally found somebody who knows what she's doing. And the things that, like I said, I started with the chair and I could see some improvement. So now I made my way to the grab bars and lifting up my legs on my balance, which the very first time I tried that, taking my hands off the grab bar, I could do it for 15 seconds. Right now I'm at about four or five minutes and I'm starting to try to look, you know, move a little bit, right? And I can see some improvement there. Wow. I said in the right direction. Yeah, that's a big improvement from oh, wow. 15 seconds to 45 minutes. You think about how much you can do when you're standing for four to five minutes versus just a few seconds. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. These are all improvements that I don't think my wife could tell or anybody could tell, but I can tell. I can tell my feet are feeling better. I can tell I've got a little more balance. Okay, and these are all improvements. Okay. So I'll continue. And then I've got other exercises lined up that you have that are just a little harder and just a little harder. And then I want to get back to use it. I don't have to use it all the time, mm-hmm. but I like to use it more often to walk her. Yeah. So I don't have to be in a wheelchair all the time. Right now I can do about 20 steps, but the problem I have is standing straight. And that, oh, that's some other things. You've got good exercises for your stomach, for the muscles in your back, lower stomach, because I slump, it's a lot. Like for example, I'm six foot six. So the wheelchair to be in with is too small. But the exercise I liked was when I sit at the edge of the seat and then lean back, come forward. And I thought, well, if I'm not bad, I can lean back farther. And I've been doing that and that's nice. And I thought, I wonder what would happen if I just lay back down with my feet still on the ground. So I did that. And the first thing that felt really weird is how much my back, I, I can't tell. My back was like crooked. 
and it was hard for me actually to put my shoulders back. But also when I laid back on the bed, both of my feet came up, even though I wasn't trying to do that. It was like muscle spasms. Yeah. The left leg, which is my good leg, slowly dropped, but my right leg stayed up. And I thought, well, that's okay. So now I'm doing that and just lifting my feet off the floor. And I can tell already that that's good muscles for my lower stomach and then hopefully my lower back. The problem with like my walker though I have, and I have a problem with everything, they said it was built for tall people. Well, I call them because it wasn't built for me. And they said, well, we think tall people are 6'2". I'm always going to have a little problem with not slouching using right. that thing, or maybe there's one available now that's made mm. for people that are taller. Even my goal, I'd like to get back to the walker more. Yeah, and you, so you had said you can now take about 20 good steps with your walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, before the missing link, how many steps were you able I, to I, take? I put it away. I didn't use it. Well, that's I another think, huge improvement, being able oh, to do yeah. 20 that's steps. That's what I'm saying. It's, I can see the ending you know, here and that things are going the right direction. And my goal is to be able to put the walker in the car or be able to walk out my front door and try to walk down a couple houses and say hi to everybody. Every time my wife goes out to walk, we haven't seen him in so long. I'm trying to get back here and then maybe I can say hi to him. Like I said, it's funny because your mind kind of goes, well, for the last about five years, I've really gone down. I know I'm not going to get back to if I'm running around, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to get back to at least I'm walking and feeling a little better. Yes, that's a great goal. So one thing that's included in the missing link are these calendars and exercise logs that tell you which exercises to do each day. And you had said that your goal at first was to exercise four to five days a week, but you had a really hard time sticking to that because you were so excited to keep exercising because of the benefits you were seeing. So what other ways have you noticed that these functional exercises have helped or made you feel throughout the day? Are there certain activities or things that are easier for you to do or that you can do it all now and you weren't able to before? Oh, it's a big deal for me. I, I can now stand up, getting out of my chair without touching the sides. I'm up to about six, seven times I can do that. So when I'm in the kitchen, because I usually cook, I'm not relying 100% on the wheelchair anymore. I can get up to the counter. And if I can get up to the counter, I can stand a little bit. You gotta watch it still because my hand slips, I'm gonna fall. But the other thing is walking my feet sideways. That's really hard. My legs are really weak. But that's another thing I'm working on slowly. And I wouldn't have thought of I could do that again. So just thinking about doing that and exercising it, things keep clicking here. And it's like, what's next? Maybe I can do something a little more here. And I relate on your webpage, you got uh, interviews with all the people. And the last one I went to, there was two people lying in bed when they're, you know, you were doing this. I think that's the hardest thing. And I think you're doing it real well. You've always got a smile on your face, you're upbeat. But, you know, when you think about the number one reason why people with MS die is suicides. And it's like, really, you know, number two is choking. But suicide, you get so depressed. Other people can't relate to what you're going because you, it's not fatigue. They should give it a different word than fatigue. But you just get totally wiped out. 
And with your exercising, you do things straight. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I got to get that head back. Like, you know, the neuroplasticity, like you're talking about, get that moving up and down. And maybe that'll help. Um, you, you've got to have things to look for. You just can't think, I'm going to do this every day. And that's why your webpage helps. I think, uh, I yeah. think your biggest problem you're going to have is hiring more people to get out of people. Once we get that, that, all those right. neurologists on board. Yeah. And what you mentioned earlier too, you know, you had said like, oh, this might not seem like a big deal, but I can stand up without touching the sides of the chair. That's right. a huge deal. And that will lead to more improvements, better strength with standing, with taking a few more steps. So, and also I forgot to ask you earlier, but I'm sure everyone listening right now is wondering, can you share how long you've been a member of the Missing Link Force? So how long you've been doing these exercises to notice these improvements that you're mentioning? Two months. The, and I could break it down that for probably the first two weeks that I was using your, you know, your exercise suggestions. You know, I, I, even in the, the chair exercises, I was struggling. It's really hard for me to lift up my legs. It's, it was really hard. Like your, I've been doing your cardio exercises now too, where you throw out your fists and stuff. And it's like, you know, it all helps. It all adds up. It's a slow process, like making really slow bread, you know, that's continuing to rise. And that's the way I feel. It's like, okay, instead of saying, how am I going to get through the day? I'm thinking, okay, what exercise am I going to try today? Now, sometimes there's a drop off. I mean, it's just the way it is. I feel better some days. So some days when I lift the legs up when I'm trying to walk, it's a little more hard um, and I'll back off a little bit, but then I'll do something else a little more. Um, one of the things I have problems with though, and I was going to ask you this, a long time ago in a different lifetime, I used to play basketball and football at high school and college. And the big thing then is when you work out, you work out really hard so you can build your body. Couple times now I've gone all over my cutoff, and I don't know when to stop. But then later on in the day, um, my legs just feel like jelly because I did too much, and I, I don't want to do that because it, it'll last a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know when to stop either. I feel so good about doing things. I said, okay, a couple yeah. It can be so easy to overdo it when you're noticing such improvements because you want to keep doing all the things that are making you feel good and, and more positive. And it really is a pacing strategy. You really have to acknowledge what you've done and how you feel. And if you feel okay, then that's great. And then you can keep up with that same amount of exercise. But if you feel like you overdid it, then the next time that you exercise, back off a little bit. Whether that means back off in intensity or the duration, maybe maybe take 15 minutes off of your exercise time. So there's a few different strategies, but I understand what you mean when you're noticing these improvements. You just want to keep going as much uh -huh. as you can. Yeah, I mean, a little thing is I feel in the bottom of my feet. Uh, be able to hold on now. Another new thing I've been doing, probably pushing too far, is I've got my cane back. And I'm using it with one hand and holding onto the grab bar with the other hand. First couple of times I did that, I couldn't, I mean, I was all over the place. Now I'm kind of doing it. It's kind of think, okay, I'm a long ways from letting go here, but this nice. is an improvement. And Amazing. I'll go back and forth five, six times. 
and then think, okay, that's good. It just makes you feel better. Yeah. And you had mentioned too, you, you touched on this a little bit, but that the numbness in your feet has also improved. And how have you noticed that throughout your day to day? Well, my big thing is my feet, even in my worst times, were totally numb, but they're numb around the outside. And the problem what happens is if you stand and your feet are numb, you're going to fall over. The things that I've learned about how the brain works that people don't know about, when I, my legs started doing that a long, long time ago, I had a tough time walking upstairs if there was no handrail. I just couldn't do it. Or if I was carrying something. And it's kind of like, okay, people have these little, I don't know, balance things in their heads. So if you're holding something, your body already knows how to do it. But with MS, you got to think every single step I pass that. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. But now I know that stuff and I'm, I'm using your exercises to think again, okay, I'm not doing much here, but it's, it's going in the right direction. And I'm moving. Everything says I'm doing this. My hands have been numb. I know you got the one exercise where you put your hands on glasses and hold them. And, you know, if I do things too fast, I'll drop them. And uh, I got to kind of slow down, slow down, pick it up, and then work from there. And then that will hopefully start improving also. Yeah, it truly is about retraining your brain, slowing down and thinking about it. And that does take more energy. It takes a lot of mental energy to do that. But the idea is that over time, you'll be getting stronger and then therefore it won't require as much energy or as much time to think about each individual step. But in the beginning, it does take that to retrain your brain. Yeah, well, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. It was a struggle those first two weeks. We do the chair exercises and uh, start to use the grab bar a little bit. And it still is a struggle, but it's a struggle with harder exercises as I try to do a little more. Each time I try to push it a little bit, I got a little bit of a setback and go, okay, do this slower. And then I can finally feel different things happening. So we'll see. Yeah. And I just got to say too, I'm so proud of you for sticking with it. A lot of the times when things are hard, when exercises are hard in the beginning, it's really easy to not continue and not push through, but you did. And you're seeing the results in just two months of doing those. So I'm really proud of you for continuing on, even though it was challenging. Yeah. It's like I said, you've got so many different levels to your exercises that I can see where I'd like to go, but I got to make sure I don't go too fast because then I'm going to have a setback. I got to improve here and then we'll add that one and then we'll add that one. Yes. Hopefully keep going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you'd want to share with our listeners? The thing is, is what's hard about DMS is that it's how different people look at you sometimes. And when I moved down here to Texas from Minnesota, I was still using my walker and different people would help me with things. And at first, I'll give you an example. I went to a grocery store and I had this walker with me and I'm walking. This lady runs up to me and says, the shoe is so, but your shoe strings are untied. I thought, great, she said a joke, you know, or something like that. So I looked down anywhere. So she got in her hands and knees, tied both of my shoes and then got up. And she, said, and she walked away and I'm like in shock. And finally I had to yell at her, thank you, thank you. 
but it's like, wow, people notice things. Well, of course, I've got a walker bending where your head, you're still thinking I'm that same person. So you got to adjust and say, okay, people are nice. You know, sometimes people slam the doors in your face when you're trying to go someplace, but majority of people are nice and you just gotta be thankful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a great message. Well, thank you so much. I really wanted to have you on to share your story because I think it's so relatable. A lot of the struggles that you deal with, with wanting to be walking better and standing longer, be more functional throughout your day are things that I hear on a daily basis from people that reach out to me. And I think your progress, even in just two months and hearing you share that it is challenging, but you are noticing these improvements is going to be really inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you because you're the inspiration, but you help like you're with this conversation. You say, okay, do a little more, no more. And there's not a lot of people out there that have the patience to do that, doctors or physical therapists. So it's really great. And I just like to make sure that other people from MS know about it. Getting to know other people with MS and they're having the same problems I'm having. It's like, okay, we got to get together and do this. And you've helped that happen so far. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, great job and keep up the good work. Maybe we'll have you back in the future to see right. how you are working towards your goals. When I'm running the marathon and stuff like that. Yes. Okay, well, thank you. As Howard mentioned, there are a lot of components to the missing link, ranging from MS-specific mobility and strengthening exercises, guest speaker calls with other MS experts, research updates, and group check-in calls where you can ask me and other missing link members your questions. If you're interested in the missing link, go ahead and look in the show notes for two different links. You'll find one link where you can watch a 13 minute video that shows you a behind the scenes of what the program entails. The second link you'll find is a link to sign up for a behind the scenes Zoom call. This is a great opportunity for you to see exactly what the program looks like, what information is included, and ask your questions to see if this program would be a good fit for you to reach your goals. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.